This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Holy Spirit continues to set hearts on fire with the love of Christ and inspire people to bring the good news to a world that is aching to hear it. Welcome to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. Now, here's your guide on this grand adventure, Catholic singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Miriam Marston. Welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mater Dei Radio. I am your host, Miriam Marston, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you each week as we hear stories of personal conversion, and we hear how the grace that that people experience in their lives really spills out into the world around them as they feel inspired and motivated to help stir up that flame of conversion in others. And my guest this week, Lilia Grundy, is a really good example of that. Uh, She's someone who wanted to go deeper in her faith um, and who discovered and is continuing to discover the treasures offered through the life of the church. And that, in turn, motivated her to do something to help bring other women together in order to foster connection and provide ways for them to explore their Catholic identity together which, by the way, is how it's meant to be. I've talked about it a number of times on this program, but we really are not meant to go on these spiritual journeys alone. It's a road that is meant to be shared, and that's meant to be an experience of communion and leading to communion, that profound, intimate friendship with Christ and with others. You'll hear Lilia and I discuss something called Magnify 90, which is a program for women that's designed to help build up strong spiritual disciplines and good habits across every area of life. That means habits of prayer, social media, physical well-being, and emotional health, just to name a few things. So why is the program called Magnify? Well, we know that a magnifying glass can um, make something that is small appear much larger so we can see details that were otherwise um, a bit hidden from us. But the biblical meaning is really to praise or extol or celebrate. And this is where we get the term magnificat, which means magnify in Latin and refers to the song of Mary, which she sings in reply to her cousin Elizabeth, whose unborn baby has just leapt in her womb. Elizabeth says, how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And Mary responds with her beautiful canticle, her Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Now that's just the first part of her song, and I would encourage you to listen and and to pray with the rest of it, and even just take some time reflecting on those first eight words, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. That one line really captures so much. The Lord truly is so great, and through our voices and actions and prayers, we should be proclaiming this truth from the rooftops. 
So please enjoy my conversation with Lilia, who shares what unfolded in her spiritual life after, as she puts it, the light switch finally turned on. And I'll be back with a few words of reflection after the interview. Today, I'm joined by Lilia Grundy, who is the Director of Corporate Partnerships at the University of Portland's Pamplin School of Business. She is married with twin girls. Lilia, it's really wonderful to have you on Blazing the Trail. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you for having me, Miriam. Well, I was so blessed to cross paths with you. I think it was maybe a year or so ago. I'm not really sure, but we had such a wonderful conversation. You shared some of um, your your story with me, your heart, uh, your work. So yes. I was so glad you said yes uh, to this opportunity. So Lilia, you know, can you tell us where you grew up and was the faith something that was already in your environment as you grew up? Yes, I would be happy to because I have such fond memories of growing up in uh, a town called Santa Cruz, California, Northern California, and such a beautiful place to grow up along the beach, the coast there, and um, uh, memories of going to uh, the beach boardwalk. Um, Santa Cruz is also known for surf city. So, um, but really what I remember most is mom and dad taking us to the small parish of Our Lady Star of the Sea, which I know, Miriam, you have an affiliation to um, with Our Lady Star of the Sea. So um, small parish again, but our, our my parents uh, developed a really good friendship with the pastor there. And um what was so great about that was he saw some gifts in them, the opportunity to grow the Hispanic community. Mom and dad are from Mexico and, of course, bilingual. So it was a great chance for them to speak to the community there who perhaps, you know, didn't speak English. And um, I remember them growing that ministry um, mm. and uh, they served all hats in the church. Uh, they were sacristans. They were lectors. They were um you know, cooks for the parish hall events. And uh, funny enough, they were even choir members. Um, uh, my dad and I joke uh, how my father would come into the, the choir before mass last minute and just sing his heart out in Spanish. And um, it was such a lovely thing to see growing up. And I really feel that was kind of like the beginnings of the plants being planted um, in my faith. That's beautiful. So where did it go from there? Kind of some of those twists and turns. And are you able to identify those turning points in your spiritual life where you sensed the Holy Spirit was doing something new and different? Yes. In fact, so twists and turns. And I like to think of it roller coaster, right? Like the beach boardwalk. <laughs> That's definitely been my life and ups and downs. And I think that was a very calm time growing up. And, um, you know, evangelization through um, faith formation in, in the parish, and then uh, blessed to go to a Catholic school, elementary, mm -hmm. all the way high school. So uh, definitely uh, learning about my faith there. But um, as soon as I entered university life, and I hear this from many uh, folks as well, yeah. um, it really kind of took a pause, if you will. I mean, yeah. I'm still connected through uh, campus ministry uh, and, and that sort of thing. But as I became a young adult, and particularly as I started my career, um, I kind of lost, I didn't have the strong roots that I had wanted to, or looking back, yeah. you know, which I had. Yeah. So, okay. So what was the Lord doing in all of that? Because something changed or else we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> it did. It felt like it took forever. Right. I mean, it, this was many, <laughs> many years back. Um, but, um, it just affirms that, you know, it takes time. Yeah. Uh, and we have to just trust in that. Um, you know, there was a period, and I, I would say recently, quite recently, I've had um, 
a desire to return to my faith and really set on fire for my faith. And it was at the start of the pandemic. Um, As things were shutting down, closing down, of course, many churches closed down. um, And I was just getting increasingly um, agitated, you know, with Mm. uh, everything, the social climate, the political climate, you name it. Um, The twins actually reminded me of this moment where I was in the kitchen uh, cooking a recipe because something that became popular during that time was watching a lot of videos, right? I mean, everything was shut down. So, you know, what did we turn to? Social media, uh, you know, Instagram videos. And I was preparing something there. And I just looked to my husband and said, you know, I really feel something missing. Um, everything should be good. Uh, you know, my family was near me. We were healthy. Thank goodness, you know, we hadn't been impacted by the virus. Um, so by all means, everything was good. And yet yeah. here I was feeling this void and, um, you know, just tearing up to my husband and saying, I, there's got to be something better than this. Uh, so fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm going online. I didn't lose the faith. Um, but a desire to kind of dig in and see what is out there. Um, and I wanted to find more like when like-minded women, um, you know, particularly that were working like me, but more so even a desire to be connected to the church. Cause again, most parishes were closed during that time. Yeah. So I did find a local parish that we had not attended before yeah. and they happened to be open. Um, and so we started going there regularly to mass and something about the pastor's words there really hit my heart. Uh, and uh, he started promoting a program for men and women, which many might be familiar with um, the, the 90 program, 90 day program for men called Exodus 90 mm-hmm. and uh, the program for women uh, uh, magnify 90. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how familiar your listeners are with these programs, but I can say now looking back that it, it totally completely changed my life. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. And Lilia, honestly, you're the one who gave me the final nudge to, uh, to do the magnify 90 in my own life. And I do, do you want to say a, a brief word about the program for those listeners who might not be familiar with them? Absolutely. So uh, Magnify is a a book uh, written by Keeling Brown. It's 90 days of uh, meditations, um, but also comprised with uh, spiritual disciplines and exercises that you are uh, trying to achieve throughout this 90 day period in the sense that once you do something for a specific amount of time, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately the goal. And I have to admit, when I looked at these challenges, I thought there's no way I won't be able to do this. Um, the men seems to be a little bit more uh, strict on yeah. those spiritual disciplines, like cold showers and things like that. So that scared me off, I think, initially. But I just kept coming back to it. So, again, that voice telling me I just have to try. And I'm so glad I did. And mm-hmm. uh, ended up signing up, you know, on my parish website and, and joined a an accountability group that coincided with the program. Um, And just to give some examples, so what do these spiritual disciplines look like? Um, Well, daily prayer. I mean, something as simple as that I had never done in my whole life. And raised as a Catholic, you would think that would be part of it, but no. Um, Praying the the rosary daily, going to adoration weekly, going to confession monthly. These are just some of the sort of things that Magnify Mm. consists of. Yeah, and I would really encourage our listeners to go and check it out. Um, you know, we often associate these programs maybe with a certain time of year, often like during Lent. 
so it did, uh, when I did it, it, it culminated with Easter for sure, but it's something that can be done at any time of year. Um, there's no certain time in the calendar where, uh, we're sort of ever exempt from growing in these spiritual disciplines. Um, so for those who are just uh, tuning in, I am speaking with Lilia Grundy, who is the Director of Corporate Partnerships uh, at the University of Portland's Pamplin School of Business. Um, Lilia, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you find yourself living out your faith just within the environment of your work. Yes. Well, um, in the midst of kind of finding back my faith, you could say, and I say like the light switch was finally turned on. Uh, I realized I had an opportunity and necessity to really help others um, in the midst of meeting uh, new uh, fellow parishioners at my parish. Um, I found a trend that there were many of us that were working full time mm-hmm. and um, there were a lack of resources speaking directly to us as Catholic working women. So um, I love the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit definitely nudged me and I just intended to create a group that would um, bring us Catholic women together. And uh, within a day, I would say in a few hours, I built the website, uh, the social media accounts, all, you know, in one day and Catholic women professionals or CWP was born. Uh, And again, the goal to just simply connect with other Catholic women um, who are working and share the struggles and challenges that we face um, in the workplace. Yeah. So is it open to women who are local, maybe all over the Pacific Northwest or even across the country? Yes. Uh, Well, it's funny because initially I just hoped that, you know, I could gather a handful of women. And um, and we did, in fact, um, uh, almost a year ago today, um, met in person, um, but then realized that, you know, not all of us are living in the same place and commutes are harder sometimes. So uh, I committed to starting a meetup virtually. And so I've been hosting these meetups once a month, uh, initially, again, starting locally, regionally. And then it was such a great surprise to see women from all over the country logging in and even now internationally. So that's been the biggest gift is just to see that there is a hunger and desire across all over the world, really, to connect. Beautiful. There really is. And I'm so glad that you took that initiative, cooperating with the nudge, the grace of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, this is something that could really serve Catholic women very well, especially those who are trying to navigate their professional life um, while still maintaining and not just maintaining, but um, growing their Catholic identity. So during these meetups, Lilia, do you find, uh, is there a certain format? I'm assuming maybe some prayer discussion, walk us through what that might look like. Sure. Yeah, the the process has evolved. You know, I initially just kind of left it to the Holy Spirit to guide me. And and now it's become a little bit more systematic in the sense that we absolutely have opening prayer. But again, the introductions are so important for us to get to know each other. Again, we're coming from all parts of the world and and faith background. So that's always fun. Um, I've also decided to pick a theme or topic for each month, um, kind of relating to liturgical calendar. So uh, for example, this past month, we uh, spoke about Our Lady of Sorrows and um, Next month, we the plan is to talk about the Holy Rosary. So just really allowing that to guide the conversation, questions that we pose to the group, um, share uh, in discussion, and then, of course, certainly end with a, a concluding prayer. A closing prayer. Beautiful. So it takes, what, about an hour, an hour and a half? Yeah, we try to keep it to an hour. We're such busy women. I mean, we're also working full time, but also managing households and, yeah. and daily lives. So, yeah, a quick hour allows us to connect. 
Beautiful. Um, are you hearing during these meetups and maybe just your correspondence with women um, in the area or across the country, are you hearing some shared uh, challenges, but also common joys that are experienced as well? Absolutely. Well, joys, I can say right off the top bat, when, when one shares their own personal testimonies, I think those are the most inspirational. And we certainly have tons of those stories, um, many finding their faith back, uh, conversion stories. Um, the struggles is how we live as Catholic women in the workplace, yeah. um, particularly in this time and day and age when things are much more complicated and the messaging becomes very important, mm-hmm. how we speak at work. Um, you know, I have a sister who is an HR professional and she has to be very, um, you know, careful about how we say things. So I think just being able to come together and share those um, those struggles, we can help each other with faith. Yeah, Um through the course of uh, creating Catholic women professionals, but also in, in your own spiritual life, Lilia, have you found yourself gravitating towards uh, certain types of spiritual reading or any saints or devotions? Mm, absolutely. So many. It's almost like I feel like a kid in Christmas because I'm unlocking so many treasures of our faith. Um, so I'm having a great time learning still more about the saints, but in particularly, I have to say that mother Mary I've definitely felt her hand throughout this whole process. Um, in fact, it's funny because I would envy some of the women in a good way uh, in my small groups of how they've had a relationship with Mother Mary, and I had not had one. Um, so that made me, I'm a competitive person, so I wanted to look into this more, and um, I didn't really know where to start. And honestly, I wish there was a how-to or guidebook, step one, step two, this is how you build of course, there's not, nothing like that. So um, in the midst of all, I did commit and Magnify helped me make this commitment to pray the rosary daily. Mm-hmm. And, and ever since I've done that program, I have. Um, and then that allowed me to, okay, I want to do more. And so I ultimately I made a consecration to Mother Mary. Um, and, and I saw so many fruits. Like I didn't expect any graces, even though they are promised to us, right? That right. pray. That wasn't the purpose for me. It was simply, I want to commit and I want to build a relationship. And so, so many fruits include, you know, I was invited to tour uh, the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, as most of us locally would know, the grotto. Ultimately, being invited to serve on their board. And I thought, oh, my goodness, Mary is certainly calling me here. And I definitely feel her presence every time I go. So I'm happy to say I'm now an official board member. Um, but other fruits like um, being a contributor writer for Catholic Mom and for Catholic Women in Business. Now I submit uh, monthly articles to those publications. And awesome. it's such a treasure not to be able to just you know share my writing, but also for me to learn and grow more in my faith. That's awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned a really good point, Lilia, that you weren't sure where to turn when you were seeking to uh, deepen that relationship with Mary. Now you started with the rosary, which is beautiful. Um, And I'm sure if someone were to ask you a similar question, hey, where do I start with this relationship with Mary? What now on the other side of this experience, what might you share with them? I'm so glad you asked this because in this path of discovery, I, I thought, you know, there has to be some simple resources we can draw to our fellow women or men. 
right? Everyone. And so I uh, created Mary's menu, um, almost like, you know, just to play on that, right? We have a menu here, so many options that you can select. And no matter what, Mary's going to guide you to herself because she knows that we're, we're trying. And so Mary's menu, I posted it on the Catholic Women uh, Professionals website, but it does include those things, praying the rosary, uh, going to adoration with artwork of Mary. Um, Love it. You know, visiting a shrine, um, honor to Mother Mary, um, different things that, that one could find and hopefully guide them to help them build a better relationship. That's wonderful. Thank you for doing that, Lilia. Uh, for listeners who want to learn more about Mary's Menu, but also Catholic women professionals and just other stuff you've done uh, in this area, where, where would they go to learn more? Absolutely. Uh, to visit our website would be first stop catholicwomenprofessionals.com. And um, right on the homepage, we do have an opportunity for anyone to sign up to our, our mailing list and we send out a monthly newsletter. So um, if you have anything to share as well, we're very happy to um, distribute that information to our listserv. That's great, Lilia. Thank you. Um, we've got a few minutes left, and I always love to ask my guests if you could leave us with a note of hope and encouragement um, for our listeners today. Sure thing. Well, I would offer an image of hope because it's helped help me. Um, and that image is of a, uh, a life-saving buoy, if you will, you know, out in the ocean, a rope tied to that buoy. In my darkest moments, I've reflected on this and this, this image appears frequently. And, and when I'm struggling, when the waters are tough, um, I've actually heard my voice in my head say, okay, you've had, you have two choices. One is you can simply let go or two, hold on. And I've had, I've heard that voice say, well, you know, where are you going to go? Right. This is all, you know, so I've held on and thanks be to God. Um, that buoy will always rescue you and not just to live for the worldly hope, but I call the heavenly hope that when we hold on, we will be rescued and we will one day be united with our Lord in heaven. Lilia, what a wonderful note to end on. Thank you so much for that image. Thank you so much for, again, uh, saying yes to our Lord, to our lady, uh, to do your part, to bring others to the, just the treasures of, of what the church has to offer and the relationships that await us in the church, not just with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but with the communion of saints and, and so much more. So Lilia, I ask that uh, God continue to bless you, your family, and the good work you're doing to build up the kingdom of God. Oh, thank you, Miriam. God bless you. God bless. I loved the image of hope that Lilia mentioned near the end of our interview, that image of a buoy that we are holding onto in the ocean, and we're faced with the choice to hold on to that or to let go. But as Lilia said, that buoy is our rescue, our salvation, our one last hope in the storm, so where else could we possibly go? That analogy made me think of two different things, and both call to mind images of a stormy sea. So the first was a famous prayer written by St. Bernard of Clairvaux, and here he invokes the title of Our Lady Star of the Sea, which Lilia also mentioned in her conversation. St. Bernard writes, All of you who see yourselves amid the tides of the world, tossed by storms and tempest, rather than walking on the land, do not turn your eyes away from this shining star, unless you want to be overwhelmed by the hurricane. If temptation storms or you fall upon the rocks of tribulation, look to the star, call upon Mary. 
If you are tossed by the waves of pride or ambition, detraction or envy, look to the star, call upon Mary. If anger or avarice or the desires of the flesh dash against the ship of your soul, turn your eyes to Mary. If troubled by the enormity of your crimes, ashamed of your guilty conscience, terrified by dread of the judgment, you begin to sink into the gulf of sadness or the abyss of despair, think of Mary. In dangers, in anguish, in doubt, think of Mary, call upon Mary. Again, that was St. Bernard, and some 900 years later, in an empty square at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, Pope Francis stood before the world and offered a prayer of hope in those early days of the pandemic as he spoke these words. Faith begins when we realize we are in need of salvation. We are not self-sufficient. By ourselves we found her. We need the Lord like ancient navigators needed the stars. Let us invite Jesus into the boats of our lives. Let us hand over our fears to Him so that He can conquer them. Like the disciples, we will experience that with Him on board, there will be no shipwreck. Because this is God's strength, turning to good everything that happens to us, even the bad things. He brings serenity into our storms, because with God, life never dies. The Lord asks us, and in the midst of our tempest, invites us to reawaken and put into practice that solidarity and hope capable of giving strength, support, and meaning to these hours when everything seems to be floundering. We have an anchor. By His cross we have been saved. We have a rudder. By His cross we have been redeemed. We have a hope. By His cross we have been healed and embraced so that nothing and no one can separate us from His redeeming love. Embracing His cross means finding the courage to embrace all the hardships of the present time, abandoning for a moment our eagerness for power and possessions in order to make room for the creativity that only the Spirit is capable of inspiring. It means finding the courage to create spaces where everyone can recognize that they are called and to allow new forms of hospitality, fraternity, and solidarity. Dear brothers and sisters, from this place that tells of Peter's rock-solid faith, I would like to entrust all of you to the Lord through the intercession of Mary, health of the people, and star of the stormy sea. Again, that's from Pope Francis, and I think each of us could identify moments, and you might be in one right now, when it feels like you're being tossed around in a stormy sea. But as Lilia reminded us, we need to hold on to the one who has come to save us, hold on to Christ. And while holding on to Him is, of course, essential for our own well-being, by doing so, we also provide a powerful witness to others by showing that there is reason to hope even in the midst of the storm. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to hear stories of how God is at work in our world today. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. 
Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Mater Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.